0: Hello everyone, and welcome to One Chillport Podcast, episode two hundred ninety-four. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video game stuff. We're gonna be talking about one of the most exciting news stories for me in a very, very long time, like near near Phantom Dust to like E3 show floor announcement levels. Which, if you know me, that's like highlight. Of, of of video game announcements for me of, of all time <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about a, a really really big announcement for me at least um there is also gonna be some saz talk the hit video game character final face 13 saz and some dlc related to him um that i that i've alluded to in the past and also a couple of other things maybe possibly even some love and barry talk what what love and barry Yes, love and berry. Relevant again, maybe, possibly. We'll see. We'll talk about that later, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, to get started, though, here real quick, just to to talk. So last week I had mentioned that I was uh, kind of thinking through Kofi plans and what to do with that. And one decision I made like right before the podcast went live was I decided to uh, move forward with going ahead and setting up like a funding goal on Kofi. And what that funding goal is, is essentially a thing where you can donate where you can replace like a daily salary for me, basically. So, you know, this isn't me like going like, oh, you like pay pay for me to work on a video every day kind of thing, right? That's not realistic, right? Um, at least like nowhere, anytime in the near future, kind of thing. So so what it really is, is just like if you donate the amount of what it would normally be for me to work. A, a full day, basically. I'll take one of my what would typically be a normal work day for me and uh, and replace that um with me working on on a video full-time instead and, and right now my employment situation is is uh at the point that that is a possibility for me to do obviously if I get a full-time job in the future where I need to be there every day um that it will, will will change but for now at least that is something I'm capable of doing whether we'll get there or not is a whole other thing but if you do want to support me uh on Ko-fi that would be the way to do it and what I like about this approach is um you know it doesn't like I don't have to make incentives that would ultimately kind of take away from the time I would spend on um you know making a premiere video or something like that right um because ultimately that's kind of the problem with a lot of the funding situations for me is that like the things I can that I'm going to be able to make as bonuses through funding um are things that uh, will ultimately take time away from making the most interesting content. I feel like, um, it just means that I have to kind of find some way to give back to you immediately. Um, so that doesn't mean that I will only work on premiere videos, uh, uh, you know, when I get that Kofi number up, it's just a way for you to like, kind of help me, um, you know, spend more time on it or, or, or spend more time to, to get something to you quicker, um or maybe possibly make it better depending on how much time I can. Um you know the reality is is that it is it is a, ch- a chunk of money, you know, it is a, a day salary for me, so it is a ways away. Um but you know that would be the, you know, I I, I there there's kind of no downside I think to to having it listed up there as a possibility. In worst case scenario, if we never get there and I decide, you know, I can't do that anymore, Um, or at least going forward, it would be more difficult. Obviously I could kind of, you know, take that, uh, reward that was already in there and just kind of do the equivalent of like, oh, I'll work like two hours on a work day on on a video instead kind of thing. Right. So anyways, I hope that, uh, is something that would be of interest to you guys. It will definitely help me make videos better. If, if I, um, you know, have, uh, you know, money coming in, that's like a way for me to justify taking time off work to to work on it kind of thing but like I said uh, it doesn't mean that I won't work on videos it just means that I will be working on them the normal amount if I don't receive anything so um you know feel free to to support me if you want there's links in the descriptions link in the podcast description all that fun stuff um so yeah and then also this week is is a a quick little uh, bit of uh you know uh, home home cleaning. I don't know what that is. I forget. There's like something that people say when they're like, "Oh, this is like the the taking care of business part of the podcast of just getting stuff out of the way." Um, The PCFX podcast launches this week. Um, if you're listening to this the day that this podcast normally comes out, Monday, some of you are like, "Oh, it comes out Sunday." You're not supposed to be listening to it on Sunday, but it does come in on Sunday. You're right. But Monday is the official publication time of this podcast. <laughs> um, and and uh, if you are listening to this on Monday. Uh, of of this week, uh, then you uh, later today, there's going to be a PCFX podcast going up on a different podcast feed. Uh, Just go follow, like go to my website uh, later today. I think it goes up at like six o'clock, probably Pacific time. Um, And uh, you can go ahead and, and, and follow that new podcast feed there. That's going to have the PCFX stuff in it. Um, So feel free to check that out. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, that stuff should already be up, assuming there was no problems, hopefully. So um, yeah, links again in the description for that stuff. And uh, and then uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. You know, it is a episode zero for that podcast, so it's kind of an introductory episode. But um, the, the things that I've been talking about with filler, um, I think, are pretty exciting. I think um, the, the things that I, I I think that will be really valuable um, overall, and, and and you know, I I think it'll be a, it'll be a good podcast for kind of bringing certain like pcfx information to to kind of a centralized place in some ways. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um let me know if you have any thoughts on it. I would be happy to hear any feedback, all that good stuff. Video games, actual video games. Hey buddy. You ever you ever play a video game before, buddy? Um we're going to be talking today about a game I played recently. i technically it's a part of a video game. And that game is SAS. Uh, well, that game is Final Fantasy XIII 2, uh, but the DLC is Sass Story Heads or Tails, which is basically gambling DLC for Final Fantasy XIII 2, um, which is something I initially ignored when I played through that game. Because honestly, when I play through a game like an RPG, you know, I don't really do a lot of side stuff in general. So like adding in DLC rarely you know, g- is super, super appealing to me, like, as I'm just trying to, like, finish a video game at times, um, but returning to Final Fantasy XIII 2's DLC, like, <laughs> essentially eight years after the fact, you know, I was kind of ready to, like, just hop into that game and, like, check out what was going on with that, that g- DLC, um, and I recently took an interest in, uh, gambling games. Uh, I was watching, like, Pachinko streams and stuff like that on, uh, on, uh, over the holidays, and, um, so I was, I was kind of curious about, looking at what Saz heads or tail was is like what would a Final Fantasy you know in, in some ways kind of story-based gambling game would be even though you know it is not a full game on its own it's just kind of its own little segment of Final Fantasy 13 2. but basically this is a game that features Saz from Final Fantasy 13 who plays a minor role in 13 2, and he ends up getting like he's like flying in a ship and I don't know if they ever really give any context but he more or less just gets whisked away to a casino dimension where he's once again separated from his son and, and has to basically uh, gamble to get his son back so there's like no combat in this dlc so you're not getting any like Fallout 13 to gameplay um what you are getting are basically two uh different types of card games and and those are really the main focus although there is also like a bonus slots uh minigame as well where you can play the slot machine that as far as i can tell doesn't really have any real like place in the story. It's just there to be like, Hey, if you want to play slots and this is gambling DLC, here you go. I played it for a little bit and left it on like auto for a little bit and I never won anything. So <laughs> I kind of gave up on it, but it seemed like it was kind of like a minor attraction compared to the the two main card games. So the, the two card games are, um, poker. And then there's also like a, um, exclusive game called a uh, chrono bind. And initially it's a little intimidating because if, if you don't know the rules of these games, and Chronobine is an exclusive game to this thing, so you, you won't know the rules, um, the, the game does not do a particularly good job of, like, onboarding you onto these card games. It's, like, just basically kind of giant text boxes with instructions no pictures no nothing so a lot of times it just kind of feels like I'm reading these instructions but I have like no visual connection to you know like what what these actual things are and like how they'll actually play out I'm just kind of like getting the general concept um so the poker we'll get into that in a little bit but chronobind you know you're going to be kind of learning this thing um from from scratch jumping into it so it it, it takes a little while to uh to really figure out but once you figure out um you it is a really cool clock-based uh gambling uh game so essentially there's a giant clock in the middle of the gambling table and on that clock the play like bets land on like certain numbers on the clock essentially so when you you play a card um they will put like money down on that that place that you played a card to and basically whenever a player gets the high card so you know they have like a king versus like somebody's queen or something like that right um they get the ability to move the clock so you basically turn the clock around based off like the number on your actual cards um and and basically what this does is it allows you to move the hand and then also kind of try to land on uh on different bets and things like that um or different like what they're called binds is what they are um you don't have the ability to like manually put in a certain amount of money the game just kind of automatically increases the 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 stakes of the game as you play through and when you're when you are playing the game you can actually wind the hand past the 12 mark and that will basically uh like increase the amount each bet is as well so if you wind the clock it basically uh, increases the amount of money that's on the line essentially and there's a little bit of like um, fun playing you can do in terms of like where bets actually go because you know your card essentially determines like what card you put down determines where that bet goes so if you have like three threes you can actually play all threes at once it will basically put three bets on that three essentially so you can make one one um you know number on the board be significantly higher than the others just by playing a bunch of the same card um and then also like you can play low cards knowing that you're not going to you know get control of the the board but you know where you want to put X extra money. So when you get control of the board, you know, you, you can go ahead and, and, and utilize that kind of thing. Um, so what happens is there could be up to like four of these bets on each card or on each number, which is like a bind again. Um, and then the higher the bind is like the, 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 more winnings you get from like landing on that bind. So when you're playing the game, you still, you have to basically kind of do this, this back and forth between, trying to make sure you that you're like still capable of controlling the board itself by playing high numbers and things like that um but then also you know knowing when to to actually cash out when you get there because if you land on like a one bind or something like that um you know you're not going to get a, a lot of money from that so you might choose not to actually cash out and keep the game going instead and there there's like another element on top of it which is like uh, the higher card is not always the one with the highest number like if you land on a 2 technically two is the higher number now um but you know when you put that two down and, and you win that that bid or whatever you can only move two spaces because the number of ways you can ha- move the hand is only based off the uh the, the card you actually played so it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting balance between being able to win hands making sure you can get control of the, the 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 clock and then also you know putting down numbers that actually will get you where you want to go on the board itself so it's it's a really cool game and well, it may not be able to may not be like as you know um as much on the line as like poker is which we'll talk about in a little bit um it definitely is like a fun way to kind of uh like play a balanced game where you're not you're not necessarily putting everything on the line all at once um poker is you know more or less just poker right i mean i don't think i need to really tell you guys that much about poker i say that but honestly going to this game I didn't really know how poker worked, honestly. So, you know, if, if you need a quick rundown of what poker is, essentially, you know, I had to look up some outside resources to help me um, in this case. So if you're if you're coming in fresh, you might need to do that too. But, you know, each player gets two cards. And then as the match goes on, basically there's cards that like are laid out on the table. And the two cards in your hand you have to use to make pairs and, and like combinations of different types of cards, like counting up or sometimes just using the same, like um, I think they're called the... These suits, or something like that, the the symbol on the card, um, and like getting a higher ranking. Um, you know, combination uh, uh, than, the, than the other players. But you only have two cards the whole time and all the cards on the table are like what everybody's comparing their two cards to kind of thing. So, um, and there's definitely like a more, like if you're trying to get the most money in this game, poker is definitely the way to do it because it's like, you can kind of control your own bet. You can raise the bid if you're more confident in your hand or if you want to like hold, you know, because your hand's not great, you can basically like bid the most minimum bid or if you don't want to lose, you know, as much money, if, you, if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I don't have anything, then you can more or less fold early on and um and basically get get out You're, you'll still lose money but it won't be as bad as if you waited to to later in the match and, and it took me a while personally to kind of figure out the best way to play like i said i haven't really played poker before um so i think it's something you just kind of more or less have to feel out it took me probably about an hour i feel like to really get a hang of like when i could hang on and when i could when i just had to fold and get out of there as soon as possible and obviously you know at the end of the day the other person on the other side of you might have a royal flush right or something like that which i think is like the highest one which is like i think the all the like special cards like jack queen all that stuff so um yeah it's it's interesting but i'd imagine more or less it's just poker it's probably more interesting to me just because i haven't really played poker before um now one thing I, i i am aware of being a part of poker i will say just from what i've heard is bluffing is like a part of poker, like, you know, you might have a really crappy hand, but with how you bet and bid money, you can kind of trick people to, you know, uh, retiring early and things like that. And they do mention in the instructions for this game that bluffing is a part of poker in this game or whatever. They don't really give you details of exactly what that means or how you read that from the player. And I'll be honest with you, in the time I spent with the game, I felt like, it never really I never really could get a feel for it if anyone was like bluffing or if I, if my bluff on certain things would actually get people to stop playing through it seems like almost always there'll be at least one person at the very end that it seems like you rarely can make everybody else just fold they'll usually go all the way to the end and at least challenge you there um which means that means if you go all in where you bet all your money all at once basically um it it usually results in you being able to you know um uh, go against somebody there's not really like a fold that happens with that or anything like that um, but yeah, there's like these little Saz faces that are in the corner where his face changes depending on what's happening in the game. He gets excited, he gets sad, his eyes catch on fire, he has <laughs> got glowing eyes sometimes. They're really funny little faces and stuff like that. Um but it's also a part of that chronobind game. So I, I I get the feeling it has nothing to do with the bluffing part. It's just like a general way to like spice up the presentation a little bit. Um, you know, most of these games, other than the fact that like there's a fancy clock on one table. Um, you know, it, most of the games are pretty straightforward representations of of a gambling game, and so the music being, like, you know, exciting Final Fantasy 13 2 music that's reused from, like, the battle system and stuff like that, um, is kind of, like, the, the the extent of the presentation, and then, like, Saz, you know, going, to, like, showing up and being like, oh, I'm feeling good about this hand kind of thing, right? And, and like, the people that are across from you, they'll say things like, oh, like, oh, I'm gonna keep playing till the end, or something like that, right? So just, like, little, little jabs and things like that so maybe a little bit more presentation than like i don't know i mean i haven't played that many gambling games so maybe maybe a little more presentation than maybe you would expect but uh nothing nothing like really crazy or anything like that so um so you have a limited amount of money in this game and, and if you run out um you know you you lose essentially i i would I personally think if, as long as you're not like playing like ridiculously risky all the time, I think it's probably very unlikely you'll actually run out of money. Um, but you know, kind of the goal is is that when you when you win money from matches, uh, they they let you play in higher rank matches, so you can bet more money. Um, but the reality is, is that there's not really a ton of reason for you to worry too much about the money itself that you have I don't know if there's any way you can relate back to Final Fantasy 13 to like the main game but in terms of like this individual DLC like the only thing that matters are these things called fortune tokens and these fortune tokens are things you earn from basically they're essentially like from an achievement list kind of thing it's like oh you knocked somebody out by you know taking all their money kind of thing right or oh you played through a full game or oh you won five games in a row kind of thing and when you do that you get these little fortune tokens and basically in order to beat the gambling DLC, you you need to basically get 30 of these fortune tokens. Doesn't really matter how much money you do or don't have. Although like betting at higher values does like unlock achievements, so you'll get more fortune fortune tokens. And, and at the end of the day, you know it only takes a, a few hours, I would say, to really you know get through and gamble on these tables and just like grind the tables to the extent that you can get m- the majority of the fortune tokens that you need. Um, there actually is like a side quest in this game or in this DLC that's like an exclusive side mission uh featuring uh, Choco lena i think her name is or something like that if you don't if you never played or if you haven't played fall 132 13 2 in a long time like i haven't um you know this is the lady that was like in the red dress that that like was the chocobo lady and she's kind of weird because you know final Fantasy 13 2 is a game about time traveling and so she shows up everywhere in type like you know in every time period and she's in every dimension and like she's, she's basically like an item npc kind of thing so i don't remember if they really explain her in the game but for the for all intents and pur- purposes she's kind of a mysterious character so this dlc actually like gives her her backstory so you do get to learn about like why she exists how she exists how she exists you know in all these different areas and things like that so it's kind of like a nice little bonus story on this and she has like a cute little hide and seek mini game kind of attached to her where basically there's like six baby chocobos around the area and you know it's nothing (laughs) crazy but you basically just go around and you look for these chocobos but every area in this game is like super super small so it's like not really really hard to find them it's more about just like the interactions that you have in these little scenes there's like a cute little Chocobo love story. I think in one case where there's like a, a Chocobo that's like really cool and looking off in the distance, and then another Chocobo is like admiring them, like "Oh, he's so cool" kind of thing. Um, and then like you have to chase them down, and when they're chasing them down, like the Chocobos are just like flying around, like with no real like animation. They move in the most like janky way possible, but it, like it's kind of just fun and cute to like chase these Chocobos that they fly around the screen. You just gotta press the X button on them, and because they're moving around super janky, like if you press X on them, sometimes they'll like fly all. All the way across the screen before they stop to talk to you kind of thing so it, it, it feels super low budget for the quest line um but it's like in a way that it feels like somebody was just having fun being like i don't know let's uh have you do these like little things and more or less just like a fun side attraction like after you've gambled you know a bit you know go do this quest line and then go back to gambling basically um, so yeah, it's it's really fun and cute, and I think overall the DLC is kind of like fun and cute, despite it being like a, a gambling game with a story kind of thing. Um, you know, the the few cutscenes that are here um, really kind of have that like Final Fantasy 13 thirteen two or for 13 in general. Um, kind of production level to it as well, so you know I I have not played any gambling games with the story before, but it is kind of nice to have like these more elaborate cutscenes as you're kind of you know, you know well it's kind of more or less like the beginning the chocobo Lina stuff and then the um the, the ending cutscenes are really the only one that that are there, but it is nice to have this like story progression along with a, a gambling mini game, and I think all the characters they show in here between you know Saz and chocobo Lina and, and and the owner is the other kind of big guy in here, I think they're all like really fun and likable uh characters. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a little, you know, a little lighthearted for the fact, the fact that like Saz is trying to gamble his son back essentially. Um so, you know, it doesn't really take itself too seriously. Um, and 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 but you know I think it it is kind of like a fun story for like a gambling game to be like oh you know you're kind of gambling to get your son back even if it's not like super serious about it so um, I know there are more like uh, story based gambling games out there at least particularly in Japan I I'm aware of a few so I I would like to maybe look at some more in the future but um, this one's like super cute and I'm I'm glad I kind of approached it you know when I did many many years later when it's when I'm a lot more open minded about that stuff. Since I think if I played it at the time, I probably would not have appreciated it. And I thought it would, would have been like really grindy and kind of a cop out to do that over like, you know, actual DLC kind of thing for that game. So, but yeah, uh big thumbs up for me, especially if you're like really curious about gambling games. But at the same time, if, you, if you're like, hey, I need a complete you know, the, the final Fantasy 13, two story, but I don't care about gambling. I think you more or less could probably skip past this or go watch the three cutscenes on YouTube basically. And, uh, and then feel good about it, but still very fun game. And, and I got to learn how to play poker. That's something <laughs> anyways. So that's it for Final Fantasy 13 Two Saz uh, heads or tails. I I put heads of tails on this sheet. So, so it was a very fun thing. There is one more set of Final Fantasy 13 Two DLC that I haven't played featuring snow. I was not aware that it was like story DLC as well, which, you know, it makes sense that it is, but I think it just kind of is presented as an arena mode. Um, So I'm going to guess it is more or less just like a series of battles featuring snow. Um, But I apparently never played it. So I think I think they're like two dollars and 50 cents on a PS3 now. I assume in like the modern releases of that game, the DLC is included. I don't know, though. Final Fantasy XIII, I feel like is a weird case where like maybe it's all just backwards compatibility based kind of re-releases. I don't think there's ever been like a official remaster. I could be wrong about that. Um but you know it's it's available and it's out there. So um I assume this is either a part of that or you know at least fairly cheap probably. I think the original price is $5. So the 250 that it is now I think is just kind of like a permanent price drop on PS3 at the very least. So um but yeah, maybe I'll check that out in uh, the future. Jillian, it's your time. Your time to shine, Jillian, although I feel like this question I have this week um, I don't have any great answers for I'll be honest with you <laughs> but it's Jillian's corner welcome this is the corner that uh, exists from Patreon where Jillian used to give us questions all the time and she still gives us questions now Um, the, to, pr- to provide on here so uh, maybe in the future we'll have a more formal way for you to submit questions again but for now it is mostly just Jillian though if you do have a question you want answered on the podcast feel free to reach out I'd be happy to answer those questions, and I'm sure Jillian wouldn't mind having a break, <laughs> you know, from every every week me talking about the, the, the questions she has. But but uh, but yeah. Um, so Jillian asked the question of what are some video game logos you really like, and. I sat there and thought about this and I flipped through a variety of games and it's it, it actually kind of hard actually in realizing it like to look at game logos because I have to go through my collection and like pull every game off the shelf and like look at it. So I didn't get through all my games because it takes a while I will say um, and obviously I don't like necessarily need to own the games but like I, I couldn't think of anything on top of my head that was like wow game logo kind of thing right. The one thing that came to mind, and it might just be because it is a fairly recent discussion that we've had here on the podcast, so it kind of showed up, um, is the upcoming video game that we've talked about, I think two weeks now, uh, Buccaneer which is that boat game that features a bunch of cats piloting the boats and like, you know, you play anime ladies who are the captains or whatever. Um, I, I need to look into it. I think Studio Saisenzen might be actually involved in that game. I don't know if they're like the, the developer, um, but yeah, that's the Umihara Kawase people if you're not familiar or um, what was that game? Blade Strangers it was the fighting game or something like that. So anyways, um, I believe they they might be the developers on that, but I did not look too too deeply into that. I just saw their name attached to the project essentially. Um, but Buccaneer featuring cats as like crew members, uh, in the name for the game, the R, um, is, is, well, one, it's called Buccaneer, not Buccaneer, right? Um, but, uh, the R I believe features a cat. And so the, the O part of like the, like the circle part of the uppercase R basically is like a cat meow. If, If I recall correctly, I believe when the cat meows in the trailer, the, the R extends up and is like, <laughs> when it, when it goes up. So I think that's, that is probably the most like d- distinct thing I can think of, honestly. Looking at everything else, you know, I think there's things that are like, I think the logos look okay or fine, but I don't know if I have like a real love for any video game logos, honestly. So, um, but there's definitely an art to them. I will say that much, but I don't know if anything like really, really ever jumped out at me in a way that I've thought about before this question. So, fucking yar, though that, that, that is my answer. The one video game logo you get um, uh, for that answer or question. So thank you again, Jillian for your question. Again, if you want to ask questions, feel free to reach out to me. However, you want to reach out to me, and I will plug it in the show. And if people actually care, maybe I'll officially uh, endorse a, another Patreon or another question format of how to get questions. But for now, Jillian is the question asker, so Jillian sits on her question throne. Um, some news stories. There's okay, big news stories this week. Big, big, big ones for me. Almost all of these are big ones for me, and if you're listening to this, maybe you, depending on how you feel. like I, I know some people are like, oh, the, when you talk on your show, I think the things you talk about are interesting. I don't necessarily know if I care about them, but it's interesting to hear you talk about them sometimes, so I don't know if they're big for you, but they're big for me. One is actually an old thing, so let me just get this out of the way. Um, so I found out about this the day it happened, and I just never, I forgot to follow up on it on the podcast. Solomon Programme. This is the Switch game developed by the Atokadoll and Oreka Battle people. Um, they uh, shut the servers down for that game, so I believe Solomon Program is still playable. Um, so I, I believe you're able to go do that and still play that game, but I don't think you can play online, and I'm not sure if you can pull monsters. But I believe the game is still playable and progressible and you can do what you want in that game essentially to, to to play through it I have not loaded it up myself to confirm that I will say um, but there is a lot of things that they're like this mode's available this mode's not available and it seems like most of the modes that were not available were online related modes so maybe if you can just play offline that game is fine um to to be played that way but I, I really should check in on it I haven't the problem with Solomon program honestly was I played the beta versions of that game um, and by the time the f- official release came out, I gave them my money, um, because I-, I felt good about doing that given I enjoyed the beta releases, but, um, you know, I had grinded through the beginning of that game so many times, two times, um, you know, about you know 10 to 20 hours on each of them, uh, each beta phase, uh, that I, I kind of didn't want to do that whole early grind again. So I ended up falling off of it. Rest in peace, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, I I wouldn't have stuck with it that long, I don't think, anyways, but I I would have probably progressed further if I had waited until the beta was done, but, you know, it was fun to experience that game during the beta phase as well, so, uh, maybe I'll go back and check it out at some point, and we'll see what's what's happening with that, Uh, maybe on stream we'll do that at some point, just be like, what's up, what is is still alive in this thing, so, um, I still have, like, all three versions of that game downloaded on my uh, Switch, and I believe all three still function, so. I believe if I want to go back to the early beta, I could probably just grab that data. Honestly, I don't know how to pull data off a cart, but um, that actually might be something that should be preserved is my my Solomon Program beta software releases. Uh, I don't even know how to go about that. I don't even know who to contact about that. If you have any thoughts on who do I contact about that, let me know. <laughs> Anyways, Um so that's the first news story. Again, old news story. I think it was like New Year's Day shutdown, I think is when it was. So it's been a little bit. Dokupon Kingdom Connect. I'm actually pretty excited about this though. I don't necessarily know if I'll end up playing it. Um so Dokupon Kingdom, if you don't know, is a series of uh, I guess you could say RPG Mario Party style board games. Um, but they kind of were designed in a way to make you aggressively um uh, i don't know what the right word is like like it was designed in a way that you couldn't really be friends with the people you were playing with you kind of had to play competitively like like for example when i played mario party with my sister when i was a kid like everyone played nice and it was to make sure you know, no 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 feelings were hurt or angry and so so we all kind of ganged up on the computer right um, if, cause I think it was usually th- like three of us and then like a computer probably. Um, and, and so, you know, y- you kind of play nice, even though it's like a competitive game. Right. Um, But in the case of Dokoban Kingdom, it does not really let you do that. They they more or less kind of force you to to mess with other people. So it is a very um, difficult game. And I had a friend group once that when they are playing it, they like were seething at each other in a way that was like, oh, okay, Dokoban Kingdom was a bad choice for this. Um, But anyways, they are doing a remake of the PS2 and Wii game or a re-release. I don't know how you you define this, Um, but it has um online support so it's called dokupon kingdom connect so previously this was a local only game now it is a online multiplayer thing which is very cool i don't really know how that works given the fact that game has a very long like play time like it is a hefty game, so like I don't know if you, everybody has to be present on online. If you save the game, if it like it locks all them in, I'll be curious to see how that that plays out. But um, yeah, it looks it looks like it could be pretty decent. It's Switch only, I believe, at this point, which kind of limits the number of people that probably would be willing to to engage in that. I would say. Um, and I believe it's physical in um, Japan. I don't know if the U.S. has a physical copy that's coming, but I believe it's coming out spring this year, so it is coming out fairly soon, but I may, uh, if I'm able to kick some people into trying that, maybe we'll do it, but um, I I also don't necessarily know, like, how much I'm willing to go on my way to try to set up stuff like that, so I I don't know. It might be one of those things that, like, yes, I would love to play Splatoon 3, but I will never coordinate this and I'll never find time if somebody else try to coordinate it either. <laughs> so I might just leave it off my plate. But very cool that's coming back and very cool. It has online. I believe there was a uh oh man, that one series, the Uavatuma series or whatever. It's that one Japanese JRPG series I don't know anything about, but, um I feel like Aqua Plus makes it or something like that. Um they had a Dokabon Kingdom variation of that game on PS4, I believe, uh a handful of years back um so uh it would have been nice to see maybe like a more modern version of that game come over but you know whatever uh the other big news story well this is kind of i don't know if this is a news story per se but there's speculation on uh i believe for gamer and inside game so there's some model i don't remember who the model is I, I probably should pull the article up here but basically there's some like japanese model i believe and uh that japanese model uh basically had a very vague comment on her Twitter and that vague comment basically said and if I can pull up the exact language here again I'm using machine translation here um so you know th- th- take this for what you will but it says that project I've been working on since summer is packed or something like that and it's a little bit ahead but look forward to it or something like that it's basically the the trash translation that has so it seems like vaguely it's saying they're working they're working on something and um you know please look forward to whatever they're working on and then in the picture they post it is a love and berry card um, and so these websites inside, uh, games and for gamer will like love and bury. maybe it's coming back. So there's like some speculation posts on that. Um, and you know, it, I think, uh, I afraid if I said something, but it's like something about the summer, right? Yeah. So it, it seems like the, the, how they're interpreting up is that it's been, worked on since the summer basically last year um is how they're kind of interpreting it but it doesn't seem like anyone has any real information about what this is or what it means um maybe it's nothing you know my 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 personal approach to most of these things is that it's probably nothing most of the time um and like like maybe it's just like a photo shoot where she cosplayed as love and barry or something like that i don't know um but it would be fascinating to see love and barry come back um because that market has changed quite a bit you know, since Love and Berry was was popular, if you don't know Love and Berry's like a 2005 arcade game series of a uh, card card outfit games, I guess you call. It. So, I mean, I call them fashion rhythm games because it's like, hey, uh, dress up for this 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 dress or this uh this event you're going to and then the dress plus your ability to perform the rhythm game ultimately amounts into um you know your your total score so ikatsu prepara things like that um but love and berry has been dead for for pretty much i think since to like the late 2000s that kind of when it was when it kind of fell out of favor i think um so it'd be interesting to see if that comes back um also it looks like sega retweeted the uh the tweet as well so it looks like sega might be teasing it as well so who can say maybe it's a new love and berry game maybe it is something not important at all there's like a skies of arcadia tease a while ago and it turned out to be like i think like a manga version of skies of arcadia which you know is cool don't get me wrong but you know it's uh, it's not a you know remake or re-release or whatever right so we'll see my my also assumption is that if this isn't actually a video game well, if it's an arcade game, obviously that kinda puts us out in a situation where, you know, unless I'm going to Japan in that time frame that it's alive, that I, I can't really play it. Um but if it's a mobile game, um potentially I could check it out. Potentially. Speaking of which, mobile games I could potentially check out that are Japanese. Okay. There I I I this is the thing I was telling you about that is like one of the most exciting announcements for me in a very 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 long time so if you don't know phantom dust 2 is like top tier video game announcement for me i've never played phantom dust the xbox game um and the reality is is that i was not that excited about phantom dust 2 in that situation um but like microsoft put it on stage and like treated it as like a premiere game and they're like everybody Phantom Dust 2 is coming back. (laughs) Our Phantom Dust is coming back with Phantom Dust 2. And like everybody was like immensely confused. And that's like, that is like an amazing thing to have like Microsoft come on stage and say, hey everyone, you know, this cult classic Majesco published Xbox game. We're making a sequel and it is defining the Xbox One. And ultimately that game got canceled. But like it was just like, what? Why? The, nobody nobody look Fandas Two getting announced is one thing but like putting it on stage that way and having somebody come on stage and introduce it was like an amazing thing because like nobody should have done that and it was great so i was ecstatic for that whole thing even though nothing ever came out of it this is a bit different um because it's not like from an e3 show or whatever um anyways all the fan talk aside this is a game called dragon quest champion champions Maybe just champion, actually. I don't remember which, if it's S or just champions. But I was looking at this game, trying to figure out what was going on with it. Um, because it's really confusing. If you watch the stream, you kind of watch the beginning of it. And it just kind of looks like a, you know, a mobile Dragon Quest game. You kind of go around and it looks like it's kind of reusing Dragon Quest 10 assets and things like that. And um, you have like a party and you're just walking around this kind of weirdly open environment. And it seemed really weird. Um, and then like I got to the second half of the stream and... And they get to, like, this town area, and then they put everybody in a boat, and then people launch off the boat onto an island, and then they start running around collecting stuff and fighting enemies, and then they start fighting each other, and then a circle comes in, and I'm like, this is a Dragon Quest Battle Royale game, (laughs) and I'm like, look, you know, I'm not saying that it was, like, with outside the realm of possibility that there would be a Dragon Quest Battle Royale game, but... I'm surprised it's happening like I don't know it's like it's like yes that is an amazing question to ask and that's an amazing thing to to try to make and like it makes some sense of why why you would make that that way but yeah I don't know it is just like like all the pieces came together in like the most fascinating way with that so anyway so I'm ecstatic for this thing because it looks it looks crazy so it is a you know, Dragon Quest Battle Royale, but it's not like an action game or anything like that. It is still the core Dragon Quest gameplay. So you jump off this ship. You, As far as I can tell, it's probably only one player per team. I don't think you can do like pairs or anything like that or trios or whatever. So you have... Um, three characters that you, you're controlling essentially, but you're only really moving one around the map. So a typical, you know, RPG party thing. And you are, you know, going around and just doing these Dragon Quest battles and you do those battles. And, and when you do that, you like level up and there's these like little growth balls on the field that you can go and collect. And I, I didn't get to see it in the video, but it sounds like maybe if you kill an enemy, you don't get the EXP directly. They like, they drop growth balls. So like theoretically somebody could like camp you and get the growth balls from your kill or something like that. So yeah, it is like a, a, a you know, uh, RPG, and then so basically when you encounter another player. Um, you you can melee them. So there's like an action for every character and like you can put your whatever class you want in like the front line essentially. And it seems like maybe they have different characteristics depending on who's in the front line. But um, you can do do an attack and if you hit the other player, you get advantage on them the way that like, you know, if any other RPG, you walk up behind somebody or if you melee attack them first kind of thing. So I think like the the paladin or whatever class, I don't know the Dragon Quest class, but the paladin like would sword swipe and I think the monks could like run and kick people. And then I think the mages like could shoot magic balls or something like that. So you kind of like try to catch other players off guard while they're doing things. And, um, they actually talked about, they didn't show it in the footage, but if, if looking at the, um, four gamer articles, they're talking about, you might have the ability to like set traps. And the, the one they described sounded like a pitfall and like animal crossing. So you could set a trap trap on the ground, a player would fall in the pitfall, and then you could exploit that to go hit them. And then basically, you know, get a guaranteed preemptive strike on them kind of thing. So um, it, it seems really interesting and in how they handle like combat is like you can engage with enemies, but somebody else can, um, interrupt your, your fight kind of thing. So, so on the field, if somebody's in a fight, it shows like a little dust ball of where they're attacking each other. And then so you can go up and like smack the dust ball basically and get in on that fight kind of thing. And so you can have basically up to three teams fighting each other all at once kind of thing um so it 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 looks super fascinating and it is uh mobile only um probably not unsurprisingly with that um but it is something that i i really want to try to check out so i actually went ahead and um signed up for the beta uh, it's not a guarantee I'll get in the beta. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't get in the beta. I, I went through the, um, the survey trying to answer the questions best I could, but you know, it, like, I don't know. It probably looked really bad. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if it's just like a random selection. There you go. Maybe I'll get in. Um, but, uh, but I believe in, in the, in it says you cannot record or anything. I mean, I will record, but <laughs> I won't be able to post video or anything like that of the beta test. So that's, that I believe wraps up here at the end of this week is when the actual beta submission period ends. And then, uh, I think the actual beta test is in early February. So I'm really looking forward to being able to possibly check that out because, um, you know, right after First Soldier dies, like, that's the other thing, is, like, this is, like, right on the heels of First Sol- Soldier dying and, you know, I love First Soldier, it is it is kind of traditional in that it is a shooter battle royale, right, but it, like, takes the Final Fantasy blood and, like, makes it interesting in very Final Fantasy like ways, so I, I'm glad that they, you know, asked the question of what does a Dragon Quest battle royale look like and, and, <laughs> and executed on it, apparently, so, uh, one of those things that, you know, probably will only stick around for, like, a year, but all the more reason to go ahead and check it out asap for me and then when i you know fall off i'll stop playing and then they'll be like we're setting the, shutting the servers down and i'll be like oh we're gonna go back and play <laughs> so so yeah um there's two things that are maybe a little concerning well not concern well one of them's maybe a little concerning. The other one is just kind of like, I don't know if I'll check this out kind of thing. So there is a story mode in the game and it seems like maybe they just kind of repurpose the main like area of the game, the main map and you just kind of go around and hunt monsters. But yeah, they said like a story mode or whatever. So, um, I, I, I think I probably will mess with that as like a training basically kind of thing, but I don't necessarily know if I'll play through the whole story mode or anything like that. This doesn't sound super interesting to me personally. And, you know, not be able to read, it's going to make it difficult to enjoy any kind of story or plot. I I get the feeling this is not going to get localized. So I think it's kind of now or never with it in that way. But yeah, I I won't get the plot. And then, you know, the fact that I'm using my phone to play this means I'm not going to be able to do like machine translation really in in an effective manner. That would make sense at least. So at least for items and weapons and skills and stuff, I don't anticipate any issues, you know, being able to um, navigate those menus and and learn how to play, um, you know, just by recognizing the Japanese characters and figuring out what they mean kind of thing. Um, the other part is they talked about in the, in the machine translated article I was looking at for four gamer, they talked about, um, uh, the gotcha mechanics or, 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 like the money transaction mechanics. I don't think they said specifically what it is, but I'm going to guess probably it's a gotcha thing. Um, so, you know, you give money and then you can pull basically, and I'm sure there'll be in game currency they give you so you can pull or whatever. And it sounds like the gear you pull from there won't be just cosmetics. It will also be actual gear. And so what that means is that, you know, somebody could potentially pay money and get better gear than you kind of thing. So, you know, pay to win kind of thing. Um, So they're talking about basically what they plan to do is have different rankings. And and, and it didn't really sound, it didn't really explain like what this meant per se, a hundred percent. I mean, again, it's machine translated, so it maybe explained it and just didn't make any sense of machine translation. But um, they basically said that there's going to be like, Bronze, silver, gold, platinum rankings. And then within those, there's going to be like three tiers as well. Um, And I believe the first rounds you do actually are only bot games. So you won't actually fight um, real players until you get like above the first rank or whatever. And um, basically... Uh, they were saying if you pull higher level gear, it will affect your rank in a way that it should isolate you up to either people who have paid to get up there as well, or people who have grinded it out and gotten gear to get up there as well. So it seems like that was kind of their answer for how that works. Obviously, you know, the actual execution of that's a whole other thing. Um, you know, how many people are going to be playing? Is it going to be enough to even really, is it going to be all bot matches? And if the population is low enough, do they start just mixing everybody together kind of thing? So personally, my feeling is I'd want the independent matches to not have any stat based gear. Again, this is all machine translation. So don't take this as like a hundred percent. Don't, you know, come in my comments and be like, square and be like, I don't a hundred percent. know. this is just the impression I get from the, uh, you know, the, the, the thing, um, that I was skimming through. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll give you my impressions of that game when it gets there and we'll, we'll figure out where that goes from there. Um, I don't really mind pay to win stuff as long as it doesn't get in the way of the video game In a competitive game though, it definitely can have a much bigger impact I think. Um, but you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it just depends on how it's all tweaked. Right. So anyways, I'm ecstatic for that thing, um, and and I that is probably going to be the most exciting thing for me to look at at the very least. If I'm actually enjoy what you know comes out of it is a whole other thing. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the Dragon Quest battle system, but I think there's enough layers of interesting things on top of this. You know, how they present that battle system in terms of being within a battle royale that I think I would be um, um, interested in, in 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 that, and I think I will I will probably enjoy it. Um, and so playing early and making sure I can get some games with actual people will probably be a big deal, um, kind of thing. So if I get in the beta, I'll give you an update, let you know, and then I'll give you my impressions and I will record all that stuff, but I won't be able to post any video as far as I can tell until the final game actually comes out. So, so may keep those for myself for a while until Square Enix doesn't care. And then maybe upload those later to a, uh, to like a site that I can like archive.org or something like that. Maybe so. That's kind of the problem with Babylon's Falls. I can't find any like footage of the early betas of those games at all. Um, and also Babylon's Fall has the issue of like the video quality of those uploads are terrible because of the filters and stuff that the game applies. Just like it's destroyed in YouTube compression, which is a problem with me making a Babylon's Fall video and talking about the visuals of the game. So I'm trying to figure out how to get around that. I'm hoping using static images might be the best solution to that. Um, and hopefully, you know, be using a static image, the compression won't be as messy when I'm like showing, um, uh, you know, how it looks aesthetically kind of thing. So anyways, that's it for this week. I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I'm gonna be excited for anything else more than Dragon Quest champions this year. I like, I, I just love that that is a thing that exists. So, um, Love and Barry could potentially get me really excited, but I also feel like Love and Barry realistically probably will end up being pretty close to Aikatsu and, um, and uh what's it called uh prepara and those games you know you can play versions of those games i have like three Aikatsu games that i need to get to still so if love and berry is more or less just that but you know a revival of that um then then i don't know if i'll be like super super excited i'll probably at least try to check it out especially now that i figured out how to get japanese apps on my phone um but at the same time you know we'll see i mean it might not even be a video game like i said it might just be like we did a love and berry photo shoot go p- spend 2,000 yen to buy this Love & Berry photo book with this model that, I don't know, let's see how many followers this model has. How popular is she? 2.7 million followers. So, she's popular enough, I guess. Is she more popular than Love & Berry though? Who can say? Um. Anyways, so uh yeah, that's going to be it for this week. Again, thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much for listening to me ramble about Dragon Quest champions and and Final Fantasy gambling games (laughs) very Square Enix focused uh, uh, back half of last year and early this year um so we'll escape that at some point if you if you've been around you know how this goes like we have like a whole year where like media vision is the theme of that year and then like i haven't like engaged with media vision since unfortunately so keep thinking about Valkyrie chronicles 3 it's always on top of my mind i i i might you know it is definitely in the running of like maybe i should check out Valkyrie chronicles 3 after soma bringer because like soma bringer is a super fascinating game to think about when it comes to model soft But from a gameplay perspective, I'm not really loving it, to be honest. Um, It's fine, I think. Uh, But, you know, I I think it's a really fascinating looking game. Which reminds me, I did not set up my shipping for my Soma Breaker guidebook. I need to do that. So anyways, uh, all that aside though, um, if you're curious about what we'll be streaming this week, uh, or I guess last week, I should say we, we changed stream plans and we did the, the King of fishing, uh, uh, series or kicked off a series called the King of fishing. Hopefully there's more than one. Uh, but basically it is a, a series of me going and reviewing fishing mini games from various games kind of thing. So we did Sonic adventure, uh, Ocarina of time, Uh, what was the other two animal crossing wild world since I'm playing that right now. And then also Yakuza three, the PS4 version of Yakuza three. So, um, I think it was really interesting. Actually, I was kind of not expecting that much, honestly, Uh, or maybe I wasn't not that I wasn't expecting that much, but maybe I just didn't know what kind of conversations we'd end up having. And, and I think it was kind of interesting to think about what different fishing mini games are in different games, because I think most of the time when I look at a fishing mini game in a game, I don't think about what that finishing game includes. I just go and like do it and like, you know, whether I engage with it further, I think depends more on convenience more than anything else rather than, you know, how engaging it is or isn't kind of thing. So I think we'll do more of those, but I think they won't be like entire dedicated streams. I think they'll just be like, Oh, we just finished up playing some final fantasy Fables, Chocobo Tales, Square Enix—all across the board here. <laughs> Just finished up playing that. Let's go play a fishing mini game, or at least try to. That's the other thing. It's like I'm pulling up old save files for games, and it's like I don't know how we get to this fishing mini game. The road to fishing mini game must happen first, kind of thing. So uh, that's why we only played five fishing mini games rather than five or uh, four fishing mini games rather than the five I had planned. So I think that's going to be a kind of a trend, honestly, because a lot of these games I don't necessarily have save files in the right spot for so we'll see though anyways thank you so much hope you guys have a great week we'll be playing some Final Fantasy Chocobo Tales uh later this week on uh Thursday again if you're interested in supporting me um through Kofi would be great I would appreciate that if we get up to the goal amount I will spend an entire day working on the premiere video which is currently Babylon's Fall um that video is more than just about Babylon's Fall though it is about video game discussion as a whole. Uh, it's about Square Enix. And I think it also just in general um, games that are kind of uh, maligned and and demeaned as a whole um, when they came out kind of thing. So uh, also service game stuff. And like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a broad topic video, I will say. It is something that I haven't really done before. And um, it shows in the length of like I did the math and it seems like it's going to be like 40 minutes long, which is a long time. But anyways, if you donate money, uh, I may be able to uh, get... The- get through that that video faster um but uh, the big goal for me is to finish up the script script itself before the end of this month um which i'm feeling pretty good about where i'm at um if i can ideally want to go ahead and record the um audio portion of that as well even though i don't even i don't edit it down entirely i'm at least record it so um because then in february i gotta really shift hard to uh getting the uh panel uh done that's coming up at the uh what is that panel called (laughs) or that, that convention called level up expo that's what it's called so anyways that's gonna be coming up and uh i hope you guys uh have a great week this week the end of january we're not quite there yet it'll be the week after but we're getting there again oh yeah i'll check out the pcfx stuff you should check out the pcfx stuff bye